0: Foundations
1: Our God reveals himself as God of individuals He met with Abraham, he met with Moses He revealed himself through dreams and visions And then, wonder of all wonders, he actually takes on human form And he comes down and lives among
0: us Foundations Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby We are continuing on this fascinating series looking at the names of God and understanding the various facets of God, his character, that we can learn from his different names. And today we're going to be learning about the name Yahweh and why it's uniquely different from all other names that God uses for himself and why this name makes him uniquely different from all other so-called gods.
1: It's a very, very important name and it carries a lot of controversy with it as well because we really actually don't know how it's pronounced. <laughs> it's mentioned or it's used 6,800 times Wow! in the Old Covenant. That's a lot
0: of times. Yeah, well, compared with other ones we've done where there's been 30 <laughs> or 40, exactly. so that's huge.
1: It's, it's a lot, and you kind of think, well, there's a, there's a strong emphasis here with this name. It is actually God's personal name. It, that's why it's so important that we grapple a little bit with how we say it, I think. Mm. It's known as the Tetragrammaton. And usually, modern translations of the Bible use the name Jehovah or Adonai instead of Yahweh. Now, Jehovah, that's wrong because there's no J in the Hebrew alphabet <laughs> yeah. at all. So, Jehovah is completely, utterly wrong. And Adonai, as we learned in a previous program, is talking about being a Lord and Master or owner. That carries a particular connotation mm. with it. So, when it comes to the name Yahweh, that's probably closer. But we actually don't know. And the reason we don't know is that after the destruction in 70 AD of the temple, at the time only the priests used the name Yahweh or however it was spoken. Mm. And all of the documentation that was in the temple was destroyed. Everything was destroyed. And so there was no record of it. The people weren't using it. Only the priests and the priesthood was. The temple was now gone, which means the priesthood was now wiped away. So therefore there was no record of it. Mm. Now, when you look at the Hebrew language, there are no vowels in the Hebrew language. What they use are vowel markers, and that's a little system of dots and dashes and things like that, little tiny squiggles. It's called the Nikud, which is all fine and well and wonderful. (laughs) So Except it basically
0: says there's a vowel that goes here, but it just doesn't say what the vowel is. Yeah,
1: well, it'll have a consonant, uh-huh. and then it'll put a dot or a dash or a squiggle somewhere around that consonant that tells you what the vowel sound is going to be. Wow. The problem was is that the nikud actually wasn't invented until the second half of the first millennium, so that's quite new. Mm. So any ancient documents that they find where the name of Yahweh, which is spelled yod hey vav hey in the Hebrew language, there are no vowel markers there, which which means they don't actually really know how it's pronounced. Now, the closest they've come to is Yahovah. That's what they think it is.
0: Well, I guess that's where we get Jehovah from. That's kind of a a very poor English transliteration, it I is, guess, isn't it?
1: Precisely. But again, if there's no J, where do we get the J from? <laughs> it's like the name Jehovah Jireh, which we will get to. That's actually both of those are yeah. wrong. There's no Js in Hebrew, <laughs> so it's it's kind of interesting this name. But the fact is, it's his personal name.
0: In Exodus chapter three, where we really see this strongly in verses fourteen and fifteen, it says, "God said to Moses." I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God furthermore said to Moses, thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, the Lord Yahweh, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. And this is my memorial name to all generations. Yeah. So, of course, we see that you know, Yahweh is the God of Individual people in there Yes
1: He's very personal This is the standout distinction Of the God of the Bible As compared to all other religions That God of the other religions Is not personal He's Mm. not intimate with his people We saw how God revealed himself As a husband to his people This idea of this marriage relationship There is no closer relationship That you can experience between anybody ...than that of a Mm. husband and wife. That in itself shows us very clearly that God is personal. You look at the New Age philosophy. Today they call it the new spirituality. Ten years ago it was new age. And that is this, that God is some kind of a force Mm. in the world and that's all he really is. He's just this entity, but it's not personal. But even look at the gods and goddesses of the world's major religions... They are also impersonal. There's nothing personal about those gods. Whereas our God, he reveals himself as God of individuals and he interacted on a personal. He met with Abraham. He met with Moses. He revealed himself through dreams and visions to his people in the old covenant. And then, wonder of all wonders, he actually takes on human form. (laughs) He's actually born as a baby and he comes down and lives among us. There's nothing more intimate and personal than that. It's like God is trying to, in every way possible, he's trying to show, I want to be close to my people. Mm. What about that verse that says he even knows the numbers of hairs on our head? I mean, that's personal and intimate. But the interesting thing about this name of Yahweh or Yahovah or yod Hevav vav however we say it, and we mentioned this before in, in other programs too, is that religious and orthodox Jewish people will not say this name. They say that it's the unpronounceable name of God, so therefore they won't pronounce it. What they do is they call him the name, and the Hebrew word for that is Hashem. So they talk about Hashem is doing this, or we're praying to Hashem, or the wonders of Hashem, but they will not say that name. And the reason is it's so holy and it's so perfect that Mm. the simple fact that a sinful human being even utters the name is defiling it. Again, we've mentioned this before, they won't write the name of God down because... If you just write it on a piece of paper and it gets thrown out, well, you never throw out the name of God.
0: So you'll see that they'll write G-D.
1: Yeah, or they'll write Hashem. The only time that it will actually be written down in full is if it's being printed in a Bible or if it's being written on a Torah scroll. That's the only time. And then because it's the Word of God and it contains the name of God, when a Torah scroll becomes so old that it can no longer be used, it's given a funeral. They bury it. What? They don't destroy it. It contains the name of God. I think there's something quite honorable and incredibly special about that, that they have such a honor and respect for the name of God that they treat it with such reverence. Mm. And now it's not an issue for salvation for us. If we've said the name Jehovah or we've said Yahweh, don't believe that God would ever condemn us for that at all. But there's something about the reverence Mm. that particularly the religious and orthodox Jewish people have for the name of God and for the word of God that I think we can learn something from.
0: Well, of course, in the commandments, it talks about not taking his name in vain. And I mean, obviously, that doesn't mean we can't say Jehovah. No. But it's having that reverence and that respect that they have that we can certainly learn something from.
1: In conduct and how we speak his name. I mean, but here's the thing. In our culture, we get shocked and we say, oh, my God fill in the blank, yep. or we'll write OMG on text and things like that, not even giving it a second thought. And yet that is treating the name of God with incredible flippancy yeah. and disrespect. I actually can't do that. I can't write those letters down like that mm. just because it's too disrespectful to his name. Now, I want to finish with this. Let's just say you got to meet Queen Elizabeth. You would address her as your majesty or Something along yeah, those lines. Your Royal Highness. Your Royal Highness. But what if she invited you for afternoon tea and as you're sitting there chatting, she says, look, Robbo, just call me Elizabeth. Okay, there's a dynamic change in that. You would still be highly respectful of mm. who you were sitting with, but it's more personal. It's more intimate. She said, look, just call me Liz. It's fine. You kind of go, well, that's awesome, yeah. <laughs> Your Majesty Liz. <laughs> your, royal,
0: your Royal Liz. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but th- but there would change the dynamic. The fact that God has revealed 6,800 times that his personal name, this intimate personal name, Yahweh, Yahovah, yod Vavhe, for us, his children, means there's a change. There's this dynamic in our relationship with him that's non-existent in other religions.
0: We'll continue to explore and dig a little bit deeper with Yahweh when we find out on our next program about Yahweh-Jairah.